The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the dominance of the Yale Bulldogs, one of the greatest or arguably the greatest college football program in the history of college football. The Yale Bulldogs, over a 38-year stretch from 1872 to 1909, posted 10 upon seasons, 10. For nearly a quarter of their seasons, in a four-decade stretch, the Yale Bulldogs posted a season where they did not allow their opponents to score. Now, how is that for setting a bar that no other college football program can possibly aspire to? This is the story of the Yale Bulldogs from 1872 to 1909. Even after this nearly four-decade-long stretch, the Yale program Scalpers asked for $50 a seat for a game, and that was during the Depression between Yale and Harvard. When you think of the greatest college football programs of all time, be honest with yourself, who comes to mind? Well, in alphabetical order, here is just some of the programs that quickly pop into my mind. Alabama, Grambling, Miami of Florida, Michigan, Morgan State, Nebraska, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas, Washington, USC, and Yale. Now, don't go in alphabetical order. Do not leave out Yale. You want impact? When Newt Rockney was asked how he developed the shifting backfield, his reply? Where everything else in football came from? Yale. Fielding Yo said, Yale was the first to truly have a feeling of the game. Now, before we go further, we need to focus on the seasons of shutouts and not try to contextualize the numbers of points Yale scored. For this time frame started at the origins of college football, and scoring back then was, well, problematic to say the least. See, when the first football game was played in 1869, the only way to score was to kick a ball into the opposing team goal. Then, in 1875, the two Harvard-McGill games changed things, and this was the first time a team could score a try by grounding the ball into the opponent's end zone area. In 1876, things got, well, complicated. From 1876 to 1880, the scoring rules were fairly chaotic. Drop kicks were worth four times out of a touchdown. Touchdowns, two points. Then, in 1880... Walter Camp, as a new coach at Yale, suddenly began the initiative where touchdowns were worth four points. In 1889, the rules were changed to allow a touchdown to be scored by merely entering the end zone without grounding the ball. In 1897, touchdowns became five points, and then in 1912, it finally switched to the modern-day six points. Here's the point. As we meander through the years, it is difficult to contextualize the impact of the points that Yale scored. So as we go from season to season, a season of all shutouts, this is what you want to focus on. So let us retrace Yale's acute dominance, the 10 unscored upon seasons that the team posted in a 38-year stretch. 
Yale's first season was 1872. So number one, 1872, Yale was 1-0 as they defeated Columbia 3-0. In 1876, Yale posted a 3-0 record where they defeated Harvard 1-0, Princeton 2-0, and Columbia 2-0, another season of all shutouts. In 1877, 3-0-1, defeating Tufts 1-0, Trinity 7-0, Stevens 13-0, and then tied Princeton 0-0. Let's continue this string of shutouts in seasons. The fourth one came in 1879, Yale was 3-0-2. The fifth one in 1880, Yale was 4-0-1. The sixth one in 1881, Yale was 5-0-1. In each of those six seasons, Yale did not allow a team to score. They were unscored upon. Now, Walter Camp came to Yale to coach in 1888. So the 1888 Yale Bulldogs went 13-0. And let's talk a little bit about this team, as it is one of the greatest teams in the history of college football. Legendary coach Walter Camp's 1888 team was a team for the ages. They won by an average score of 54 to nothing. They shut out every opponent. They scored over 60 points six times. The Bulldogs beat Wesleyan on opening day 76 to nothing, beat Rutgers 65 to nothing in a game that was so drenched with rain that only 50 fans showed up. Well, they went on to beat Wesleyan again 105 to nothing, MIT 68 to nothing, Stevens 69 to nothing, and Amherst 70 to nothing. Their closest game was a 10 to nothing defeat in the last game of the season of a previously unbeaten Princeton team, and that game was at Princeton. The coach, Walter Camp, and five of the players, Pudge, Heffelfinger, John McClung, Amos Alonzo Stagg, and George Washington Woodroff were all inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame. Now, a little bit about Walter Camp before we continue. Walter Camp coached the Bulldogs from 1888 to 1892. During this stretch, he posted a 68-2 record, posting three unscored-upon undefeated seasons in his five seasons as head coach at Yale. In 70 games, his defenses posted 66 shutouts. In the four other games, his defense allowed a mere 43 points. That is 43 points total during his coaching tenure of six seasons at Yale. So here we are with season number eight, 1891. Yale posted a 13-0 season. Yale's 1891 season was part of a 37-game winning streak that began in the final game of the 1890 season and stopped at the end of the 1893 seasons. They placed five players on the All-American team and outscored their opponents 429 to nothing. The next year was number nine, 1892, 13-0. This team concluded a string of 27 consecutive shutouts spanning three seasons. This was the last season Walter Camp coached at Yale. In 1909, this was the 10th and final season that they had posted a season of all shutouts. They were unscored upon. The 1909 team won the national championship. Their closest game was an 8-0 defeat of Harvard. They fielded six All-Americans, Ted Corey, Carol Cooney, Hamlin Andrus, Henry Hobbs, John Kilpatrick, and Stephen Philbin. In every one of these seasons, those 10 seasons in 38 years, Yale did not allow a single team to score against them. Consider that for a moment. And if that is not enough, consider this. In 1878, Yale went 4-1-1. They shut out the first five teams they faced, and then on the last day of the season, they lost to Princeton 1-0. They allowed one point all season, and that was on the last day of the season. In 1882, they went 8-0, where they shut out seven teams they faced. And then on the last day of the season, they defeated Princeton 2-1. They allowed one point all season, and that, as well, was on the last day of the season. In 1883, they went 9-0 and shut out the first eight teams they faced. And then on the last day of the season, they defeated Harvard 23-2. They allowed two points all season. 
and those were given up on the last day of the season. 1884, they went 9-0, and they shut out the first eight of the nine teams they faced. In 1886, they went 9-0-1, and they shut out nine of the first 10 teams they faced. In 1890, they went 13-1, and they shut out 12 of the 13 teams they faced. And then in 1905, they went 10-0, as they shut out nine of the 10 teams they faced. We're not done. In 1906, they went 9-0-1, shutting out nine of the 10 teams they faced. And in 1907, they went 9-0-1, shutting out the first nine of the 10 teams they faced. Now, what does all that come to? Well, this means that from 1872 to 1909, in a span of 38 seasons, Yale had 10 teams that were unscored upon and nine teams where they shut out all but one team. In other words, for nearly a four-decade stretch, in roughly a quarter of the games during that stretch, Yale posted shutouts for the entire season, and for half of those games, they shut out every team but one. Now, how is that for excellence? Consider Notre Dame's greatest stretch, or Alabama's, or Oklahoma's, or USC's. These programs could not touch this standard of excellence. Now, following this, Yale had many exceptional moments, like their 1934 upset of Princeton, a team that had won 15 straight games and had outscored opponents 459 to 29 during that span. Or the 1968 rendition of The Game, where Harvard came back to score 16 points against Yale in the last 50 seconds to secure a 29-29 tie. The Yale Bowl had opened on November 21st, 1914, and it had packed over 75,000 fans. Yale program had two Heisman Trophy winners, Larry Kelly in 1936 and Clint Frank the next year in 1937. And they posted a comeback in 1997 where Yale drove 79 yards in the final 59 seconds for a dramatic come-from-behind victory of Brown. But for one long span of time, a span that comprised 25% of the history of college football, I'll say that again, a span that comprised 25% of the history of college football, the Yale Bulldogs football program rose to heights no other program can possibly aspire to. As Yale posted shutouts the entire season, in a quarter of the games, and in half of the games, they shut out every team but one. Now, dare I say, is Yale one of the greatest college football teams of all time? Yes. The greatest? Well, it depends on the criteria that you use to answer the question. But if the criteria is sheer dominance, the answer is yes. The Yale Bulldogs have set a standard of excellence unmatched in the annals of college football history. Thank you for listening to the History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.